0: of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M.
1: And I'm Christina M.
0: So today we're going to be talking about work-life balance.
1: And even if there is such a thing.
0: Oh, so yes. we
1: had the wonderful opportunity to interview Christy Wright. She is the author of Business Boutique, and she also is the CEO and creator and brains and all of that behind Business Boutique.
0: Yeah, she's an author, a certified business coach, a Ramsey personality connected to the Dave Ramsey organization. And she's also a mom of two, I like how she says it on her site, two wild boys and a wife <laughs> to a that. very patient husband. <laughs> and uh, you'll awesome. see, yeah, you'll see her passion for for life, her passion for mompreneurs. Mom, I, I don't know how to say that. Mompreneurs? Mompreneurs? Mompreneurs. Mompreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, men, this episode is for you too. Yes, there Definitely. are going to be a few questions about mompreneurs and she's going to, I mean, a large part of what Christy does is she equips uh, equips women to start businesses to, I mean, there's, there's so much. If you just go to businessboutique.com, you can learn mm-hmm. about her. But guys, when I was listening to the, when I was actually doing the interview with Christina, right. I was fully engaged Completely. and there was so much that I was thinking. I was like, oh, what does that mean for me? How about this? What should I do for work? So, I mean, this is whether you're a stay at home mom or dad or you work outside the home. Or
1: you're starting a business or continuing your business, you know, things, then this interview is definitely for you.
0: Yeah. And we're also doing a big giveaway, too.
1: Woo-hoo. At the end
0: of the episode, we're going to be giving away two tickets to the Business Boutique event. This is in partnership with Christy Wright, her team, her mm-hmm. great team, Mackenzie, her publicist. and So uh, generous of them yeah, to yeah.
1: offer this to our listeners.
0: Yeah. So this is, I mean, I know the, the ticket prices are, I mean, close to $200 per person and it's an event November 1st to 3rd here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is Christina's going.
1: I am. And I would... Love if two of y'all would be able to come with me and to uh, listen more about uh, all the different speakers are talking about anything from starting a business to finances to uh, different practical skills that you're going to need to run a successful business. Whether she was saying it was, you know, an Etsy shop, a uh, million dollar company, or even uh, she was saying 30% of the women who are there actually probably don't even have a business yet they just have a dream so whether you're a dreamer or you own you know your own url or you have your own shipping label (laughs) (laughs) enter this contest and come with me and just a side note as we were talking yes the podcast can be for both guys and gals but this business boutique is actually the two tickets are only for available for women so we'll have another giveaway that's open to everyone so don't you worry
0: yeah uh so to enter this we'll give you instructions at the end of the episode and um, two of you are going to be able to hang out with Christina here in Nashville. It's going to be fun and uh, if you don't win the tickets, we'll still give you 10% off. Uh, share a code where you can do that as well. So be sure to listen to the end and whether you can maybe you have friends actually who are kind of, as you listen to the episode who are starting businesses mm-hmm. and maybe they haven't listened to our podcast or or as you're listening through this, you're like, wow, this. I think this person really needs to hear this. Uh, We would be honored if you would share the podcast with them. On your podcasting app, there's a link that says share. There's usually kind of like a a little button where you can text the the link of the Mm -hmm. episode directly to them, or you can share inbetween.org slash episode 32. All right. So let's listen into the interview with Christy and we'll give you instructions as to how to enter the, the giveaway at the end of the podcast. Well, thank you, Christy, for being on the podcast with us.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Man, we would love uh, at the top of the episode for you to just share us uh, a bit about business boutique, how the idea was born, because the entire podcast, we want to focus in on work-life balance, um, address the stay-at-home moms that are are listening, as well as the working ones as well, working parents. So we'd love to kind of hear that story first
2: yeah absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, there's never been a better time to start a business than right now. Now, I don't want your listeners to immediately get overwhelmed with the idea of business because mm-hmm. like, oh, i'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in business. well, let's let's define that really quickly. So let's say that you want to start a little Etsy shop Mm -hmm. or you want to take your hobby that you already do right now for fun on the side and you want to make a little extra money for, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Disney or bills or soccer camp like that's business. Or uh, let's say that you uh, maybe recently decided to stay home with your kids or you'd like to stay home with your kids in the future and have more flexibility with be with them. But you are educated and you have skills and talents and and you think, you know, I don't know, maybe I could do something during nap times to make some money. So it could be a small and simple as extra income, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. from home, or it could be as big as a full-time business with team members and multiple locations and a brick and mortar store and that type of thing. So before your listeners are immediately like, I don't know if this is for me, this really can be as simple as you figuring out a way to step into your God-given gifts to make money doing what you love. And that's really what business boutique is. I'm all about equipping women to make money doing what they love. And uh, we do that through, we have uh, events all over the country. We have a business boutique podcast. We have a business boutique book, which is, you know, kind of step-by-step your plan. I've got articles online. So, you know, the Business Boutique Academy, which is my training group. I don't really care how people get help. I just want them to get the inspiration and information that they need to step into this thing, because what we're seeing is because it's so easy to start a business with free social media and, Mm -hmm. you know, you could start a business tomorrow with nothing more than your idea and a Facebook page because it's so easy. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are getting into it, but then they quickly get overwhelmed and they have questions like, well, how do I sell without being pushy? And I feel guilty earning money. And how do I set myself apart from the competition? What about taxes and trademarks and blah, blah, blah. And they get overwhelmed and want to give up, but you don't have to. You just need what anyone needs which is a little help. And that's where I come in. So really, that's my heart behind Business Boutique is helping people make money doing what they love.
0: That's fantastic. Now, what's what's I mean, there there has to be kind of a, a why behind, you know, you investing so much of your time and energy and life into this. Like what, mm-hmm. what's kind of that personal side of you uh, wanting to help out in this way?
2: You know, it's interesting. I was on a podcast interview, I guess it was a week or two ago, and I got asked a question i would never been asked. And I've done lots of interviews. And they said, um, what was your why when you started and how has it changed?
1: That's and a I good thought, question. Hmm. <laughs>
2: well, I've never, I've never thought about that because how I would answer my why question today is different than how I would have answered it when we started. So, when we started, my why was similar to, I think, a lot of people starting out, which it's very self-focused. And I don't mean that as selfish. I mean, I asked myself, what gifts do I have that I can contribute? I was looking internally, I was reflecting on myself and what I could bring to the world. And I thought, well, I'm really good at coaching and I'm really good at teaching and I'm really good at business. Well, maybe there's a place in the marketplace where I can help people do the things that I do and know the things that I know. And and that type of thing. So it started out with me wanting to use my God given gifts and finding where that intersects the need in the marketplace. But then over time, what has shifted is it has become very others focused. And again, I don't want to confuse people where it's like one was selfish and one is selfless. It's not that it's just your why is what gets you into the thing and then what keeps you there. So now, uh, seeing the success of these women, seeing uh, the stories of these women, Mm -hmm. where that's my why. It's like, I've got to get up. Yes, I still get to use my gifts, but that's not the main driver. That's a given. Now I have to show up day after day for these women that are doing this. It's the woman that sends me an email that says, you know, I set a goal to earn $2,000 this year Mm -hmm. and I earned $20,000. Oh, wow. We paid off our student loan or we paid off, you know, uh, the car. We did these things. We're able to, you know, uh, fulfill these dreams, pay for our kids' private school, whatever those things are with the tool of money that I earned through this business. I I was just a stay-at-home mom. I was just a Mm -hmm. Etsy shop owner. And now I see myself as a businesswoman and I'm I'm hiring my first person. And so just seeing the success and the provenness of everything we've been doing through business boutique is, is my why today. But it's funny how, uh, it doesn't matter what your why, you know, some people may start out in business and their why is, very others focused, man, I've got a heart for this mission or this group of people and I've got to help them. Or maybe it's the mom that's saying, I really want to take my kids to Disney and we can't afford it. That's my why I want to earn enough money for Disney. That's okay. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. That just is what got you into it. It's just interesting because um, sometimes your why can evolve and my mine certainly has.
1: And I love how you were talking about, you know, stay-at-home moms, that's myself, this is my story as well, and how you're like, just take your passion and how you can turn it into, you know, a business. Um, I don't know if anybody else feels like me, but I've been out of the workforce probably for about 10 years, and now I feel like I have all these different passions, and I have all these different skills, but it's hard to kind of hone in and know what kind of skills and gifts would be profitable. Uh, Do you Mm. have any advice for myself and our listeners too?
2: Yes. So here's what I would do. If you have a lot of ideas, first of all, I can relate. I have so (laughs) many ideas. I'm very entrepreneurial in that way where I have a new idea a minute. So I, I totally hear you. What I would do, here's my advice. I would write out a list of your ideas. Now, if you have like 500, maybe you just need to pick your top 10. (laughs) So, uh, what are your top 10 passions or things you think, you know, really, this makes me light up. I could see myself, uh, doing this, uh, full-time or part-time. I could see myself making money at this, write out those ideas. And then what I want you to do is I want you out to the side of each of them. Write out what problem that idea solves, hmm. because everything about business is about solving problems for someone. Right. And, and if if the business is not about others, then it's about you and business is never about you. We're, we're in the business of helping people. So um, you want to write out what problem that solves. And when you know that piece of information, when you know what problem you solve through each idea then you immediately know so much more information about that business idea. Number one, you know who the target market is Mm -hmm. because your target market are the people that have that problem. You also know your value proposition. And what that means is you know your basis for charging because you're going to charge people to solve that problem. You also know your marketing language because all you're going to talk about all day every day is how you solve that problem. Mm -hmm. So the most important information you could ever know about any business idea is the problem you solve. Now, really quickly, don't get intimidated by the word problem. Don't think if you're a painter, well, I'm not, you know, helping people lose weight or organize their homes or unclog, you know, pipes and in, in plumbing or pulling weeds out of a garden and landscaping. So I guess it's not a real problem. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because there's a group of people that want unique art Decoration Mm -hmm. for their home. They don't want to shop at a big box store. They want art that has a story. They want a piece that is can't be found anywhere else. You solve that problem through your art, through your painting. I um, didn't have hair until I was three years old. A hair bow is solving a problem for me. Whenever (laughs) I was a little girl, and people, mom wanted you know people to know I was a little girl. So don't think if you have hair bows or paintings, you don't solve a problem. You do. You just need to be able to identify. And articulate that problem that you solve. And that will open the doors uh, for you to understand, uh, like I said, more information about that business idea. Once you know that though, you can probably start to see the ideas that rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a big problem. It's an urgent problem. It has a big market. I could charge a lot for that. That's probably a more profitable business idea than for example, coming up with eBooks about beekeeping for teenagers, which I don't know how big that market is. Right. So like,
1: <laughs> maybe you, you can... have three
2: books sold. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, so it just helps you kind of sort through and prioritize your ideas based on the problem you solve, because that is the most critical information you need to know about your business idea.
0: Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about the, the kind of the power of the niche or, or the niche, depending on where you're from.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Because sometimes, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking and they're like, OK, I have a lot of ideas. I, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be great. But then you start looking online and you're like, but so many other people are doing this. And, you know, there, there's this idea of, OK, should you go even should you refine even more? Should you should you go and find that niche or do you kind of try to start something for everyone?
2: So this is a great question and it's a balance. You don't want to you can't be everything to everyone. So you Mm -hmm. definitely don't want that approach. You don't want the shotgun approach because if you try to be everything to everyone, you end up reaching no one well. Um, if I told you that, I, you know, if I branded myself as an expert in business and speaking and writing and Latin mm-hmm. and ballroom dancing and cooking <laughs> and weeding and childcare and dog training and organizing, what would you want to come to me for? You don't know mm, because you right. can't remember all those things. So instead, you don't want to try to be everything to everyone. You want to figure out what you want to be known for and go be that but to your point Daniel the solution to a saturated market in my opinion is not getting more niche it's knowing why you're unique Uh,
0: now this is a really important
2: differentiation I'll give you a great example I launched my book business boutique in April last year and as a part of our book tour we went around to bookstores and did book signing so every single day I was in a different city and we would do a signing at like a Barnes and Noble or a Mm -hmm. books a million so a really big store okay we'd have maybe a hundred women, 200 women show up. They would stand in line. I would sign all their books and then they would all gather in front of me and we would do a little Q and a coaching session, do some giveaways. It was a fun, you know, kind of hangout time cool. with, with these women. Yeah. Every single city, I get asked the same question. What do I do if someone's already doing the thing I want to do? Mm-hmm. What do I do if someone's already out there and they're better and they're faster and they're cheaper and they're cuter and they have better designs and they're, more in every way than mm-hmm. than what I am. What do I do if the market's saturated? Essentially that same question. And here was my answer every time. Now imagine this visual, okay, of, of these women in front of me. I said, look around this store. How many books are there? Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe yeah, millions. Exactly. And yet you're standing here holding mine. Now why is that? I believe it's because there's a group of people that only I can help in the way that I can Mm -hmm. help them. And I believe that's true for you. I believe there's a group of people out there that only you can help in the way that you can help them. So even if there are other people doing something similar, that doesn't take away from what God wants to do through you. Mm -hmm. Because no one has your unique style and experience and voice and and stories Mm -hmm. and your skills and your perspective that you bring to the work that you do. No one can do what you can do like you can do it. So to answer your question, I don't think the solution is to get more niche in the market. I think it's just to know why you're unique in that market Mm -hmm. and why those people need what you have to offer. When you know that, then you can still reach a wider market. But of course, you need to be focused in your industry of, you know, for example, my focus is business. Within business, uh, I reach a certain market because of my style and who I am. I reach people that other people can't reach. And there are people that don't like me because Mm -hmm. of my style and they need someone else's style. And that's totally fine. Uh, But I I just think it's very easy to get intimidated by other people doing it. But I just want to remind them that does not take away from what God wants to do through you. I actually felt God say to me when I was having those same fears a few years ago, and I was about to launch a new project that actually another author that I love and respect and admire launched the week before almost oh, identical, goodness. Almost identical <laughs> um, to where you're going like, she did copy me. I didn't copy her. It was complete coincidence. Right. But I wanted to give up. I was like, what's the point? And I felt God say. There's room for you too. Hmm. There is room There's for you too, and so that's room, my message. Right? That's my mm-hmm. message for your listeners. There is room for you too. Uh, you just need to know what makes you unique and and be yourself, and you will naturally attract people that believe what you believe, mm-hmm. that value what you value, that love your style, and and you become a magnet for that. And then you don't have to try to be someone else or outperform uh, someone else you're just you and you naturally draw people that want you
1: mm-hmm. I love Chrissy how you were saying like a few things of not to do like not to you know try to hone in like really really specific niches and not to compare yourself with others and so on and so forth do you have any other quote-unquote not to do advice for our listeners
2: out there yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I probably could come up with a lot. <laughs> How much time do you have? Right. Uh, do maybe this. ones I'm that, like, that. that you've learned yourself
1: or you see people yes. continuing to do over and over again. Yes. You're like, oh, I wish you would stop doing this. Oh gosh.
2: Okay. Let me just, let me just give you, I'll just give you a couple and you can just cut me off whenever you feel led <laughs> okay. to. Okay, here we go. Um, number one, don't undercharge. Uh, you teach people your value. And so if you say Mm -hmm. that, um, if you set a price as the cheapest as your pricing plan, it's actually a really bad pricing plan because it's a race to the bottom where whoever wins loses and you're actually losing a market that wants to pay more because they believe that your, your business, your product services have no value because you've labeled them as Mm -hmm. such by being so cheap. I'll give you a silly example. Uh, Daniel and Christina, if I see an advertisement for a 60 minute Swedish massage, that's twenty five dollars. I'm not going. Like that seems sketchy to me. I want yes, exactly. to okay? awesome. like, pay at least seventy five. Okay. Like if you're going to be massaging my back, I want to pay at least seventy five dollars. So right. like you're you're losing opportunity in the marketplace uh, because people actually will believe it's not worth anything. So don't undercharge. And women are so bad about this. I will resist getting on my soapbox. So that's number one. Don't <laughs> undercharge.
0: The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends, and will learn all about biblical life lessons, such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold.
2: Number two... Uh and and by the way, if if being one more thing about this. See, I can't even resist. One more thing. If (laughs) if being the cheapest is your pricing plan, it's because you don't know what you really offer. Because Mm -hmm. pricing is only an issue when people don't know their value. Either you don't know or the customers don't know. And if you don't know, I assure you your customers don't know. So you need to know why you're worth more. It's not, well, if I if I just don't price as the cheapest, no one will buy from me. You got a bigger problem then. Mm -hmm. It's not really the pricing that's the problem it's the value you bring to the marketplace. So anyway, don't be the cheapest. Number two, and again, uh, this is women tend to be worse about this. Stop saying you're sorry. Stop saying you're sorry. That's hard for Canadian. (laughs) uh, (laughs) We just just apologize all the time. I'm sorry. I have a question. I'm sorry. I have gifts. I'm sorry. I'm charging this. I'm sorry. uh, I'm asking this. I'm sorry. I'm handing my child to my husband. Just stop being sorry. Because what happens is, When you apologize for something, when you don't actually have anything to be sorry for, you're teaching people that you've done something wrong Hmm. and you haven't. And women, especially, but anyone, when you step into your God given gifts, that there's nothing to be sorry for. Right. God gave you those gifts to use, not only to bless you but to bless the world. The world needs what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so stand up and speak up on behalf of this thing that God has given you to steward. Just like your money and your time, your gifts are something to steward for the world. And so stop being so stinking sorry. You know, some some people are not making sales not because the market won't pay it, not because the demand's not there, but because they simply aren't asking. They're talking themselves out of sales because they mm. act so stinking sorry. Stop being sorry. Be proud of this thing that God has given you to offer. You're helping people and you're serving the marketplace well. Um, so, so don't undercharge. Don't say you're sorry. And I would say uh, the most important thing in business, if you were just going to boil it down to one thing, mm-hmm. it's just don't give up. Like It's not easy. It's not a straight path to success. You're going to have failures. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have mistakes. You're right. going to have critics and haters and complainers and people that don't like you. So what? Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. The most successful people in the world are not the smartest. They're not those that had the most money, those that had the most time, those that had the most resources, those that had the highest education. It's just the people that don't give up. They're mm-hmm. unbelievably willing to dust themselves off, say, man, uh, that hurt, man, that I was embarrassing. That hurt my ego. I'm going to get up and I'm going to try again. And, uh, and I, I think that that is the, the most core message for on, being an entrepreneur or starting a business of any kind, even if it's quote unquote, just a little Etsy shop, you've just got to keep going if you're going to last because you're going to learn the most by doing. So get out there and get moving nice. and try some stuff. But when you learn and when you fall down, and when it hurts, welcome to the club. You're in good company. <laughs> Anyone that's ever done anything has been hurt, fallen down, and failed. Right. And uh, and you just don't give up. You just stick with it. I think there's a uh, a quote by William Feather: it says, "Success is largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go." So don't <laughs> let go; just hang on.
0: I love <laughs> that. I love that. Earlier on, you were, you know, in your point of saying, "Don't say sorry all the time." Don't feel so sorry. Uh, you talked about this idea of, "Oh, handing your kid off to your husband," and then you know, f- saying sorry while you do that. And mm-hmm. and a lot of our listeners are parents, and uh, there's this tension of running a business and investing into family life. Now, for me. I'm out most of this, a few days a week, I'll work from home, but lar- largely, I have this full time job outside of the home. And, and Christina, even just talking about us, Christina's thinking about, okay, well, she's doing the majority of the work on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and she's thinking, okay, what else can she do uh, to, uh, yeah, to maybe even afford a new couch? How right. Or, or to, right. to pay all these things to, sure. to, to, you know, pay for more extracurriculars and just a lot of, you know, are our, our kind of our list. So yet, yet there's that tension of uh, running a business out of your home and also investing into family life, the kind of this work life balance. And doing balance. both well. Yeah. Right. So, so is that, I mean, is there such a thing as work life balance? I mean, just kind of talk to us about this tension that there is.
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny you say this because I literally released a video today about how you don't have to choose. And I don't mean you don't have to choose in a given moment mm-hmm. because you do. Your your time is finite and you're going to if you're going to be successful in any area with your kids or in a business or podcast, you need focus. Focus is a very good thing. Focus creates momentum momentum creates progress and 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 that's really really important. So in any given moment or minute or even day or week, sometimes you're going to have focus on one, which means the other one's being quote unquote neglected. Mm -hmm. But what I have found is the guilt in my life and the guilt in in most people I work with in in their life comes from one simple thing, focusing on where they're not. Hmm. So if I'm at work, I'm focused on the fact, are my kids okay? And when I'm at home, I'm focused on the fact that I didn't get my work done. We're always focused on where we're not. We're perpetually living our lives, looking through the rearview mirror. Wow. Well, if that's how you live your life, of course you feel guilty because you're always focusing on what you're not doing. Completely. Wow. So it's as simple for me. And I know this sounds super simple, but it is as simple as shifting your focus of looking through the front windshield of where you are instead of the rear view mirror. So right now. I'm on this podcast hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. I get to have a great conversation. We get to make an impact with your listeners. I hope it helps a lot of people. I'm not thinking about my kids, but when I go home tonight, I'm not going to be thinking about y'all. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's that so simple. <laughs> Wherever you are, be there mm-hmm. mentally and physically and allow yourself the permission and space to be there. And whatever you do, because of course we all have 24 hours in a day. You can't mm-hmm. do everything. Of course you can't instead of focusing on all the things I didn't do well, I didn't cook a homemade breakfast I gave my kids pop tart this morning Well, I didn't do this Well, I didn't instead focus on what you did do here's what I did do I got my kids out the door for school and I also was able to go have that great coffee conversation I was also able to launch that project and I and I and I and I, and I mm-hmm. focused on what you did do and that's not to give yourself a false pat on the back but man we are going to drown in guilt if we're always focusing on what we're not doing and of course there's a laundry list of things we we aren't doing there's a million things we're not doing but always to do. Things, <laughs> right. In place of all the things you're not doing, there's a very long list of things you are doing really well. And so, of course, I don't think that there's this perfect balance with our time. I don't think there's such thing as like a work-life balance in the sense of equality. Life balance to me is not about a 50-50 split. It's about being 100% present wherever you are. Oh, I love that. And it's not about doing everything for an equal amount of time. 50, you know, 15% of my day is working out. 15% is in my Bible. 15% is with friends. 15% mm-hmm. is with, No, 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 no. Life balance is not about doing everything for an equal amount of time. It's about doing the right things at the right time. And so there will be seasons when you need to be more focused on your family. There will be seasons where you need to be heads down at work. But over the course of your life, as you begin to align your time, your most finite resource you have, by the way, mm-hmm. as you begin to align your time with only the most important things to you, Then you feel that sense of balance because you're not wasting your time with obligations and responsibilities you don't care about. You're not wasting your time scrolling social media and knowing who got the latest rose. If you've got 24 (laughs) hours a day, you're spending it on the most important things to you. And and I think when we have a a reality check about where our time goes, we can get more protective of it because Mm -hmm. you know people say all the time, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time for friends. I don't have time for date nights. And yet. Research shows the average American watches three to five hours of TV per day and checks their phone <laughs> 150, 150 times per day.: We don't have: oh 150. We don't have a time problem. We have a priority problem, Whoa. because let me tell mm-hmm. you something. Good. If you know everything about every woman that has ever accepted a Rose on the Bachelor," but you don't know about the man in your own house. <laughs> wow. You've got a priority problem, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I I That's know Matt really right and we go on dates and I don't know who's got what rose and I'm good with that. So <laughs> we begin <laughs> to have a reality much. check. <laughs> yeah, we begin to have a reality check. So, you know what? The best part about this though, y'all, is it has nothing to do with how busy you are. Hmm. It doesn't. You can be crazy busy. I am crazy busy, but I feel balanced because my time goes only to what matters to me. Mm-hmm. That's it's that simple for me.
1: That's awesome. Well, Christy, um, I so, so appreciate everything that you've been saying, especially to, um, you know, people who are starting their businesses and also have families and whatnot and, you know, trying to give your 100 percent to where you are. Um, My final question would be for those mompreneurs I'm thinking about, you know, the ones who are maybe like me who are sitting at their kitchen table trying to answer emails and stuff and their kids are kind of running around because summer (laughs) or you know not not in full-time school yet or not in daycare Um, how would you give them advice and give me advice about how to be a hundred percent focused on where you are because um, (laughs) you're in your home your kids are here and also you're working on your business
2: Sure. I love this question. So in that season of life, I would give yourself grace to understand my kids are at home. It's going to be crazy because Lord knows kids are crazy. Like they, they will derail your plans faster than anything in the entire world. So I would be, I would give yourself grace. And at the same time, like don't be annoyed with interruptions because interruptions are an expectation with children. Instead, what I would Mm do is as much as you can plan around that. So instead of anticipating that you're going to work on your business, From 4 to 6 p.m. when your children are crazy town every day, that's not a good plan, right? (laughs) Instead, let's plan to work on it 1 to 3 when they're napping or let's plan to work on it 5 to 7 a.m. before they wake up or Mm. or 8 to 10 p.m. after they go to bed. Just plan around that as much as you can um, during the season, knowing that it's a season. It's not going to be like this forever. Mm. Um, and give yourself grace when they wake up early from nap or when it doesn't work out at that time. The other thing that I would encourage, especially those mompreneurs that are um, starting out, don't feel like that you have to be a professional overnight, give Mm -hmm. yourself permission to be a beginner and, and start with just these tiny baby steps. So let's say that you have even a really big dream, just a really, really big dream. And you want to have an online community and you want to turn it into an app on people's phones and you want to, you got all these big dreams. Just start by writing one blog in a Microsoft Mm -hmm. Word document. Just start by searching URLs. Like that tiny baby step, that quick win, the low-hanging fruit, what that does is when you get that quick win, it gives you confidence and momentum and fuels the second baby step, Mm -hmm. which fuels the third baby step. And over time, one baby step at a time, you look up, you know, six months or a year down the line, you're like, I'm doing this thing. I've got this dream. This thing is happening but it didn't happen overnight. You gave yourself permission to be a beginner and take these baby steps that got you there. And, um, I think what I I would leave your listeners with is just a reminder that the impressive things in life always start as very unimpressive things. Mm -hmm. So don't, the Bible says, do not despise these small beginnings. And so you may be in a small beginning where, where it just starts as simple as I'm going to put a Facebook post out there that says, Hey, I've got an idea to start this business. What do you think? And that's a brave step for you. Mm -hmm. But then that affirmation fuels, well, maybe I'll do a little research. Well, maybe I'll ask a follow-up question. So don't be um, discouraged. uh, Or as the Bible says, don't be, uh, don't despise small beginnings because everyone starts somewhere and so will you. So even if you only have two hours during nap time, take a couple baby steps and you'll be amazed at how those baby steps add up over time. And you'll look up one day and you're doing the thing, but it all started with just a baby step, right?
0: Fantastic, well, as our listeners know we 're doing a giveaway for your business boutique event, and we 'll uh, talk about that just in a few minutes, but Chrissy, uh, from your mouth, we just love for you to just tell our listeners why they uh, about the event, what they can expect at the event and and why they need to be there
2: yeah, I thank you and i 'm so glad you guys are doing that it 's so fun to see um, when people that maybe even didn 't you know, believe in their business enough to come themselves that a husband buys them a ticket or they get a, you know, win it in the contest and a giveaway and they show up and, and God speaks to them in the, in a way that they never even saw coming. I will just, I'll say this, my favorite part about the business boutique event. Yes, you will get tools and plans and answers. Uh, we'll talk about all the different aspects of your business that you need to start it. If you're getting started or grow it, if you're already in business in some way, um, you'll be surrounded by 3000 amazing women that are on the same journey that you are. Uh, and we have a lot of fun. It's by no means a stuffy business. Business conference. It is you got you got thirty percent of the audience there that doesn't even have business. They they don't even have their business yet. So it's a lot of dreamers and uh, stay-at-home moms and side businesses and all that. Um, But I would say this: that uh, my my favorite part about the event is watching the identity shift that occurs in that room Mm -hmm. from women that walk in on the first day and they're unsure and even their body posture. They're kind of nervous. They're shuffling around trying to find a seat and they're not Mm -hmm. sure. I don't even know if I deserve to be here. And they walk out on the third day ready to charge hell with a water pistol. And, and they're, they're like, <laughs> I'm doing this thing. And God God moves in that room and he speaks mm-hmm. to their heart in a way that says, oh, I created you on purpose for a purpose. And I have a plan for the dream that I'm giving you. And it's a plan and a dream that the, that the world desperately needs you to step into. So while I love the plans that we give them. What I really love is watching how God moves in that room. And so um, it, I get a front row seat to watch it, which is really, really cool to watch Amazing. that shift in the room happen. So I'm just um, excited for this year, as always, to see what what God is up to. I'm thrilled to do it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again for being with us on the podcast, Christy.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate you all. Wasn't that awesome? man. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like we're after every
1: interview, we're like, whoa, because we learned so much. Yes, exactly. And just the quality of people that we have coming on and doing interviews and just they're so wise and um, great expertise in their area. So it was amazing to hear from Christy and to be, I don't know, I was so encouraged. I was filled with hope and different questions I can ask myself and help other people who are thinking about starting businesses like, okay, what are you good at? And uh, what is the problem, and what problem are you going to solve with your business?
0: Yeah, and even though she was talking about mompreneurs, and some of our questions were more directed to moms,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was like on the edge of my seat because it was such good content. It really was. And as we talked about on the podcast, we're actually going to be doing a giveaway. I'm
1: so excited about this. <laughs> this is so generous of Business Boutique to do. It this. really
0: is. It really is. And the cool thing about this giveaway is that we're giving one person mm-hmm. two tickets yep so this is basically this way go to inbetween.org slash episode 32 the instructions are going to be there as to how to enter the giveaway and for one of you you're going to win two tickets so that you can bring not your husband
1: because it's a it's a woman only <laughs> event guys and trust me yeah. i
0: really want to go because <laughs> when i looked at the site i was like i i want to learn how to do that
1: i <laughs> know <laughs> Oh, it's for the ladies. Yeah,
0: so it's it's we're gonna give one lucky person two tickets, so you can bring your girlfriend down to Nashville. You can either drive. I mean, the cool thing about where Nashville is, mm-hmm. it literally is driving distance to so many cities.
1: Yeah, and so many different states.
0: Yeah, maybe not right. if you're in Seattle.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a flight. Yeah, but I, I mean, even two week f- thing to do. Yeah,
0: but even for us, I mean, every summer or every other summer, we drive up to Ottawa right? It's we drive up to Toronto, it's about 13 hours. So Mm -hmm. if you think it's like Nashville to Toronto is 13 hours, imagine within the States what 13 hours is away from Nashville.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also, if y'all are not from Nashville, they uh, Business Boutique has actually booked a bunch of rooms at Opry Hotel, which is amazing. It's basically like a huge botanical garden, and there are hotels there, like hotel rooms in there. It's phenomenal. And um, so they have a special pricing for people who attend the conference.
0: So this is going to be a fun weekend. I mean, not only are you are going to have a, a great conference, but you're going to be able to hang out with Christina. Yay! Exactly. Hang out for three days and also eat a lot of good food in Nashville. Oh, I'm
1: sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's
0: just five daughter's donuts. That's all I have to say.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Wear your stretchy pants, ladies. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, be sure to go to inbetween.org slash episode 32 to enter that giveaway. Mm-hmm. Once again, everyone gets 10% off whether you win or not. We'll give you instructions on the site for that. But one lucky person is going to get two tickets. All right. So next week, Christina, what are we going to be covering
1: on episode thirty-three? We are going to talk about how to help your kids listen.
0: Ooh, like a like threats or
1: there's a lot of not to do <laughs> genie
0: ish kind of things. Like how do you? <laughs> no 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 no! no. You're to Look at me. this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no actually um it was inspired by a few books that we have read and um, kind of an amalgamation of different things and it's really about how to uh help your kids know that you're listening to them mm. that's really what it is
0: that's fantastic
1: Yep. so i can't wait to share the yeah. information that we've learned <laughs>
0: all right so go to org slash episode 32 to enter that giveaway Tell your friends about this, especially if there's someone that you know, as you were listening through this episode, they're like, wow, they need to hear this or they're starting a business or mm-hmm. they're kind of at this age where the kids are, you know, are, are not infants anymore and the fog is cleared. Right. And you're trying to figure out how to do this. I mean, share this episode. We would be so honored if you would do that and connect with us on social media at Between Show. We'll catch you next week.